Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Sabres Live is presented by Seneca Resorts and Casinos. Nothing else comes close. Maybe we're making one extra pass. I don't know. Maybe it's what it looks like from up there, but honestly, it's just a little bit grittier, a little bit more uh, FU mentality, and um, especially around, like I said, the dirty areas around the net. Um, but they, they locked it down pretty good, especially after they got the first one. They were able to sit back, and uh, we tried to have, we had to play through them instead of the opposite. So uh, when you give it the first one, you usually play on, you have to play on your toes. You have to keep going, pushing forward, and uh, it's a little bit harder when a team's got a lead on you. Sabres drop a third in the last four. Last night it was 4 nothing Panthers, two very late goals for the visitors, and otherwise a pretty strong night for Eric Comrie and company, but no run support, which has been something we talked about an awful lot when Uko Pekalukkanen has been in the cage. Welcome to the show with uh, Marty. I'm Brian, and I'm back to a more normal size <laughs> dude i looked i went back and looked at the video of our broadcast last night you're a little puffy like, oh my gosh like it was i was wearing a vest underneath the hockey jersey i thought this is fine it'll keep me warm and it'll be almost not noticeable <laughs> and i looked at it i was like now I know why you called me Vasilevsky as soon as you showed up at the set. Oh. I said, do you have your shoulder pads on? And you said, no, I have my goalie chesty. And I said, oh, okay, Vasilevsky. <laughs> uh, hey, just a quick anyway, note. I was, it, I was warm, despite, you know, the, the, the Sabres offense can unfortunately not say the same. I was at least warm in the building last uh, night. I am warm today, you know why? Because I got my new Hamburg Hawks. Tuke on oh, Beanie on nice. that I was gifted by the uh, great Amberg Hawks team that I got to play at uh, Key Bank Center yesterday. And uh, they How won great their are game they? five to two. How and, great uh, are they? Uh, they are fantastic. Are they? So, so good that, uh, you know, I went into their room. I actually went into Cheektowaga Warriors room as well. But this is our great producer, Jeff Koltnack's uh, son's team. He's on the left there with the long blonde locks. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so I got to talk to them. It was, it was awesome. They were almost late because I talked too much and then they had to rush getting dressed, but oh, I took my. my time in the Chictawaga room to give the Hamburg Hawks a little bit of time, but no, it was, uh, so anyway, they gifted me this hat and I said, guys, I know you're missing school yesterday. They missed school to play. Like, I don't want you guys to miss school tomorrow, but have your parents or anybody kind of. DVR Sabres live and watch it when you get home because I'm going to have the hat on. So there he is. Amber Cox beanie that I'm spotting today. So it was actually payment for your appearance because you do charge a fee. So I'm curious what you got from cheek to Waga as well, which you're not wearing at the moment. Well, I only get payment when the team wins. So if I go and speak <laughs> to them and they win, I get payment. Unfortunately, I, you know, cheek to Waga did not win. And they're like, Marty, your speech sucked. <laughs> I did have fun with both locker rooms though. There was some great question. One yeah. guy, one kid asked me, right, were you nervous to play in the NHL? And I Great can kind of 
it's a great question because they're playing on the ice at KeyBank Center, right? And it's like a big ring. I'm like, is the ring different? They're like, yeah, it's different. I'm like, no, the ice is the same. The goals are the same. The lines are the same. Everything's the same. It's bigger arena. And then one kid goes, locker rooms are nicer. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, they were in the uh, Buffalo Bandits room, the Chicktawaga team. Uh, but yeah, I'm like, you know, that's a great experience. Yeah. But they yeah. were nervous. They're mm -hmm. nervous to go on the ice where the Buffalo Sabres and the NHL play. So one kid asked, were you nervous? Was there a lot of pressure to play in the NHL? And I said, there is, but you start to enjoy it. You enjoy it when there's 18,000 people and maybe you're on the road and they boo you, or maybe you're at home and they cheer for you. It, it's fun. So anyway, it was a great uh, thing yesterday afternoon after our show. And uh, unfortunately, the winning stopped with the Hamburg Hawks. It didn't keep going with the Sabres last night uh, against Florida. First NHL rink you played in as a kid, what is it, Le Colisee? Le Colisee was the first one. It was the Pee Wee tournament. Um, the second one, funny enough, the second rink I played with was the Mellon Arena, <laughs> the Igloo in Pittsburgh when I played my first NHL game. I didn't play in any other NHL okay. rinks other than the Colisee. I had actually already I played an, another game in the Colisee with my junior team. We played a game there. Um, but the second rink that I played in was the Mellon Arena, the Civic Center in Pittsburgh. Well, coming up on the show today, uh, Shana Goldman, of course, at the bottom of the hour, yep. as always, and Seth Appert from the Amherst, as they are hosting their military appreciation night tonight, all part of this uh, uh, stretch of seven games in 11 days. And they started it off with a win in Utica. As And before we transition to uh, the Amherst and Seth for a quick chat about tonight's game, um, last night, obviously, yeah. Tons of shots, no results against Stolars. As the game went on, the lines changed again a little bit. So the lines reflected a little bit of that in practice today as Buffalo leaves this afternoon for St. Paul to take on the Wild tomorrow. We're on the air at 4.30 with game coverage beginning at 5. Skinner Thompson Tuck reunited in the third period. Middlesat Cousins Greenway is a new look line today. Benson with Krebs and Paterka is yep. also a new trio. And Olofsson, Gergensen's Opozo, a line we've seen often in the past, is a trio that may be on display tomorrow. Regardless so, of the configurations, Marty, how does this group find out how well, to score on nights, whether they get 22 shots or whether they get 45 shots or 48 or somewhere in between? Yeah, so the only change that Don Granado made in game last night was to move Tuck to the top line and basically Oposo taking Tuck's place with Middlestat and Greenway. Now there's a little bit more movement in that. Um, listen, I get, I listened to Alex Tuck speak after the game. I mean, we got to get more to the inside. We uh, Look, this is not the St. Louis Blues game. I, I I get it. It's a 4 nothing loss. It looks bad. Really, it's a 2 nothing loss, empty net, and then a late power play goal that's just to screw up the stats, right? And I hate those. And I know I've been very vocal about them before. After the empty net goal, the next goal you give up, never good for the goalie. And I I hate that. But I look at the numbers. Remember the other day I said against St. Louis, they had zero grade A chance in the game, zero. Yeah. Well, Florida only got two. The Sabres had seven grade A chance in that game last night. They created plenty, in my opinion, to at least get a goal or two. Maybe that's not the four or five that I said it was going to need. Remember yesterday I said Sabres need to score at least four, maybe five to beat the Florida Panthers. They're a team that, you know, can score and will score three or four a lot of games. 
Um, but it wasn't that game. One or two was enough to get you a point. He just mm -hmm. couldn't bury it. And for me now it becomes the, okay, I feel like they got to the areas where they needed to score. I think of Caloposo's chance in the first period on the rebound. And I looked up to you and I said, this is something, and I'm going to use Danny Briere as an example. Danny Briere used to put a bucket of pucks in the crease. And all he did is he used his blade and he scooped it up. Bar down, bar down, bar down, bar down. He scooped every puck. He didn't mm -hmm. put it in the back of the net on the ice. He scooped it, right? Because he knew that if there's a puck there, the goalie's going to be taking the bottom like 18 inches of the, you know, the ice to the about 18 inches high, you got to go over. You got to go over. Cal wasn't able to go over. Casey wasn't able to go over. That's the thing. So now I'm saying, hey, how about like, I know there's, you know, you do your drills in practice, but how about after practice, you use the, uh, you know, the uh, Enrot and uh, Milrot and Endler, you know, those two like uh, shooter tutor goalies, put mm -hmm. it in net. Put a bunch of pucks around the crease and and go up, bar down, bar down, bar down. Find the, the 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 holes because the Sabres had chances. They had all Swedish, no finish last night. That was basically what it was. Yeah, and the most inexplicable, unbelievable was the Cousins one late that oh. went from one side of the crease to the other and underneath uh, Anthony Stolarz. But uh, regardless, that's uh, you know in the past and up next, it's Minnesota. And what's following that is a matinee affair on Monday, and we are calling on all young Sabres fans to be there for this one as the Sabres celebrate their future all-star fans with uh, Youth Hockey Day. It's Monday, February 19th, 12.30 p.m. The Ducks are in. First 5,000 kids in attendance to receive a Sabres mini stick. So visit sabres.com slash tickets today. Military Appreciation Night for us last night here in Buffalo for the Amherst tonight in Rochester. And it's game two of this stretch of seven in 11. Amherst coach Seth Appert is with us now here on Sabres Live. Hi, Seth. Welcome to the back to the show. How are you? I'm good, guys. Thanks for having me on. Do you, um, I mean, the Amherst, um have been so good over the last number of years and probably for a lot longer than that, but with the creative, beautiful jerseys on specialty nights, and tonight is no exception with the military appreciation jerseys. What do you take out of nights like this for you and your group and just the entire experience? Well, first of all, I think, um, you know, just as your responsibility to the community you're in, I think these nights are great um, to share what we are with uh, that particular community. And tonight it's military, right? And to uh, let them know how much we uh, appreciate them, how grateful we are uh, for what they do for us uh, in our community, in our country, uh, and to honor and celebrate them. So um, to me, it's it's a little bit more of our responsibility, I think, as as you know, one of the premier things in in our community uh, to be able to give back and and support other causes. Um, we had ours last night. It was fun. Uh, I'm sure you guys are going to enjoy. Uh, yours tonight. Um, one player I want to ask you about is Lucas Rusek. And I know we talked a lot about Rusek of late. Um, he has three consecutive games now with two points. He has eight points in his last five games, I believe. Um, he's been offensively really doing well. What type of player do you think Lucas Rusek will be when getting to the next step at the NHL level? Like, I know it's hard to Jack, but what type of player do you think he'll be when he gets a full-time chance at the NHL level? Yeah, you know, his game has really developed this year. It's been fun to see. He's always been talented. He's always been a great passer. Um, but this year, 
you know, he's this stretch of games of, of eight and five is coming off of a 13 game point streak too. And then a couple withouts and then bam, right back again. And the creativity and the skill has always been there, but now he's, he's more of a weapon with his shot. He's still a pass first player, but he is more of a weapon with his shot. Uh, but his competes off of the puck and to get the puck back right now is an all time high in his career. Um, he's hounding the puck. He's being a relentless four checker. Um, he's back checking. He's becoming one of our best defensive players right now. And that those are all huge because to stick full-time in the NHL to your question, it's going to have to be probably as a third line secondary scoring energy guy. That also is really good at being hard. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. To play against and being good defensively. Okay. So... How how would you describe him as far as like um, a self-motivated, you know, or like what goes into having him game ready? Like, and, you know, do you notice things in, do you notice things in everybody as far as how they prepare and, how, and what does Lucas do that catches your eye in his preparation? He's pretty chill. His preparation is very chill. And so, but, but he's earned my trust with how competitive he plays in the game. You know, it, it's so chill that if you didn't know him as well, you might be worried, is he getting ready? But but he's getting ready. Um, he's going to bring it. And now he's done that so consistently that you just trust that he is. But, you know, he's funny. He, he's uh, I love coaching him now the more you get to know him. The other day in practice, he made just a sick uh, backhand pass for a backdoor goal. And he comes by and, and we said something and he's like, uh, backhand for him. It, it does not matter. You know, like, it's just like, I can make all the plays. It doesn't matter. Just, you know, um, he's, he's a lot of fun. Um, him and Byro have really good chemistry. And if he's giving brand Byro a crap for missing a play, he calls him Brandon. Uh, oh. And we, we never call him Brandon. It's Beersy, but he's got that accent. And uh, uh, if, if, if Brandon missed the play. He's like, oh, come on, Brandon. That's terrible. You know. <laughs> um, so those two have really good chemistry. And and uh, and Brett Murray has been with them. Uh, and Brett Murray has been a catalyst for a lot of lines over the last two months. Um, and I think it's a real credit to the consistency that he's played with. So the schedule reads as follows: Friday, Sunday, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday. It's pretty crazy. Um, are you putting a limit of the uh, um, amount of uh, pizza slices guys get after games? Uh, is there more protein shakes? Is there more energy drink? Like, you got to manage all of that, right? Uh, it, it's going to be tough, but are you looking also at ice time, you know, with games? Like, you got to think ahead, not just tonight, but you got to look at the whole week. Yeah, and it started Wednesday in Utica. So it's I really wanted games. to say the amount of beers the guys can have after games, but I, I wasn't <laughs> going to go there. <laughs> or, or or the coaching staff. Or the staff, yes. Yeah. Um, the um, but yeah, no, we've talked about. We started talking about it at the end of last weekend after the two overtime games of Syracuse. That that rest is a weapon. We need to take care of our bodies. 
need to be getting as much rest, hydration, proper eating. Um, I like Craven handle most of that stuff. Our strength coach, Nick Craven's yep. fabulous. Um, but ice time. Yeah. You're trying to spread it out as much as you can. Uh, trying to get guys in and out of line. We're going to need all, we have 15 healthy forwards right now. They're all going to play over the seven game stretch. Some guys are going to have to have load management, um, especially some of the younger guys uh, and, and scale that back. Um, we're not as deep on defense right now, so we don't have as much of that luxury, but um, you know, we're looking at it as a seven game playoff series. Um, you know, obviously we need to make the playoffs first and standings are really tight, but you know, I said, this is an opportunity for us to try to put ourselves in that mindset and you can learn and grow and get yourself ready. Should we make the playoffs treating it like that, really treating this as a best of seven. We talked about going down the road game one. What's the best way to start a series? Well, you win a road game, you play gritty, you play dirty, you get physical, you know, so we're trying to put our guys in the mindset that this is a seven game playoff series. Is there, this may sound weird, but is there any part of the seven game stretch that is more daunting physically, like whether it's the Monday afternoon game, because that's the third and four, or is it the back end of the seven games where that's a back-to-back and you have a long trip to Hershey? Like, how, how do you view all that? I think that um, Monday's game will be hard. It's four and six. It's back-to-back, but it is in the NHL arena, and they're going to have a big crowd. So I think that that probably energizes you enough. If it's uh, – if it's a Monday or a Wednesday game and at the end of that, there's not a very good crowd on the road and a normal building. It might be a really hard one. I think there's probably 12, 13, 14,000 in Scotiabank that day. So I think that that'll energize the group. I think that Hershey game on the back end, number one, they're the best team in the league. They're physical. They're old. They're heavy. You're on the end of a seven 11, you play at home, you bust five hours through the middle of the night. And then you have to play the best team in the league the next day that that played at home the night before. So um, that's going to be a heck of a ch- test. Uh, hopefully we've got the seven game series won by then and we're playing with house money. Um, yeah, I mean, that would be great. I hated that trip to Hershey after a home game. Like, like seriously, it, it feels like it takes forever. Like I remember trying to fall asleep and then waking up and we're like in Syracuse. I'm thinking like, why, why are we not that far? Like, let's go, let's keep going. I hated that trip to Hershey, but anyway, hopefully you guys are, like you said, already won the series and you're good. Um, but when, when I was in Rochester, not that I would ever go up to the coach and say, I want to play. Kutchy, back in the time, Brian McCutcheon was our coach. I'd say, Kutchy, let's go. Uh, but do you have that conversation with Devin Levi and, and your goalies about, hey, this is the schedule. I know you talked about load management with some players and everybody's going to play, but I almost feel like a guy like Devin would want to play as much as he can in that stretch. Get me going. Like, I want to go, right? Is that... Is that the way you see it as a former goalie or do you have to kind of get yourself out of the goalie mentality and, and be more of the coach and manage that? Um, no, I think it'll be a situation that he wants to play a lot. He does want to play a lot. He and I have talked about this. Uh, we're going to be intelligent about how we do it. Um, but, you know, I think mapping it out with Seamus and with management, um, you know, he, he's likely to get five of those seven starts. Um, I think that that's, you know, he's ready for it physically. He needs the time in the net. Um, that's part of his development is, is handling these situations. Part of the development is, you know, going on a five hour bus trip through the middle of the night and having to play Hershey, the best team in the league. Uh, you know, part of the development is getting on a bus on Wednesday and driving two hours and going to Utica and having to get off the bus and go play a game that, that handling all of the little things and the different things that get thrown at in the American league. 
um, is good for everybody's development, and it is for Devin's right now as well. Uh, briefly, uh, how would you describe the development of Noichev so far this year? Yeah, he's been a fun story. Made a big, big step in the last six weeks. Uh, I'd say it's been three months that we saw it as a coaching staff. His daily habits, his competitiveness, and, and his work ethic increased a lot three months ago. And then now it's been like six weeks that it's translated into games. Um, and he and Kozak uh, were excellent together in Utica, and they both got three points, uh, which was great to see Kozak break out offensively. Uh, but but Noichev has, has been one of our best offensive players in the last month. It's been awesome to see that development. Um, little Birdie told us the other day that Vinny Prospo brought his equipment back for the three-on-three game. Um, any updates on how the coaches have fared now? Because I think last time you guys were on a, a winning streak of some sort. I do believe the coaches lost today. Um, okay. I don't join them. I let them have their fun. Um, uh, and sometimes the healthy scratches don't like to see the head coach anyway out there. Um, you know, they might be <laughs> it's mad dangerous at me. for you. <laughs> yeah, they might, they might be mad at me enough. Um, and I, and I respect that. Everybody wants to play. That's a good thing. So, um, but Vinny and Pesha are pretty competitive and Vinny's competitiveness, as you know, is one of the highest I've ever seen in a human. Um, so he fully gears up now and, and, uh, he's right in there with the boys. They love it. Good luck tonight and for the duration of this seven-game series. Thank you, Seth. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you having me on. <laughs> seven and 11 for the Amherst, and it started with a win in Utica tonight. It's Military Appreciation Night, the military salute. And again, go to Amherst.com. Beautiful jerseys to be worn tonight by the home side. And, of course, at Blue Cross Arena, it should be a terrific atmosphere against a very good opponent. Uh, Wilkes-Barre blasted the Marlies the other night, 6-1. to one, And uh, Seth Ooh. was actually talking to the media in Rochester this morning just about how, when they are healthy, uh, how solid they are. So you think of teams like Wilkes-Barre, Seth mentioned Hershey. Milwaukee right now in the AHL is riding a 15-game winning streak. And, of course, a lot of that is centered around recent first round pick yep. uh, Askarov in goal who hasn't lost since prior to Christmas. And we mentioned this at a time when Nashville gave up nine goals last night and UC Soros didn't make it out of the first period. So how would yeah. you feel as the coach, if your team is oh, down for nothing after one, but not only are you down for nothing, you're down 18, one in shots on goal. That is the at effort home. that at home, that is the effort that Nashville predators put up last night. I know we've had our moments here in Buffalo, but 18 to one shots on goal and the score is for nothing. That's yeah. no bueno. Well, especially, I mean, we emphasize how critical every game is for Buffalo and let's, you know, I mean, we've been keeping it real for quite a while. Like, I mean, there's 29 to go. The Sabres probably have to go 23 and six now. Well, the fact of the matter is the Predators are a lot closer yes. in the wild card race and to have that kind of performance on home ice when there was opportunity to, you know, make ground or keep pace or whatever. And they got blasted. Calgary got blasted at home by San Jose and Dustin Wolf. Not a good performance all around there. St. Louis rallied to win against Edmonton. L.A. hung on to win against New Jersey with Dave Riddick and Dave. So, like, those were massive victories for the two wildcard holders. And St. Louis, or pardon me, Seattle, even with a phenomenal win on the road in Boston, 
not able to close the gap, but still within four points. So, so wild times, Arizona's fallen completely out of the picture. They've lost seven in a row now. Uh, hey, but amidst- they play tonight. They So Carolina at Arizona tonight. The only game in the four pro sports, major sports, there's no NBA, there's no MLB, there's no NFL. There's only one hockey game, and it is <laughs> Carolina at Arizona. Figure that one out. But anyway, I just wanted well, to what say. What am I just- supposed to figure out? Like, what part of it are you are you getting at? Like, the it's a game. that. I hate the league's desire to be a Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday league. Why do you have 12 games on Wednesday's rivalry night. I know, but you only have like two games on Wednesday or whatever. It should be like four to eight games a night. Like, come on now. We don't have to worry about it. Like 12 Uh, games one night. You can't see everything. And I hate that because I want to be able to get every every stories and whatnot. Then then you have one game on a Friday night. Come on now. But anyway, my thing, my, my, my weekly recap duffer. Okay, it was Super Bowl. Is this the new segment? Yeah, weekly recap. We had the Super Bowl on Sunday. It started with St. Louis putting up seven in Montreal Sunday afternoon. It brought up a tweet by the St. Louis Blues during the Super Bowl that, hey, we're the only team in Missouri that has scored a touchdown today so far, right? Mm -hmm. So they scored seven. Buffalo scores seven against LA. Uh, Edmonton scores eight against the Detroit Red Wings. The Rangers score seven against Montreal. They've been victimized twice by a touchdown this year. Nine last nine, Dallas. Like, there's been a lot of really high-scoring games this week when coming off the All-Star break, it was all low-scoring, right? It was all 2-1, 2-1, 3-2. We've had a lot of high-scoring games this year, this week, which I like it. Why is my first thought after you emptied the tank on high scoring games to think that most of the teams that had the high scoring then didn't have a great game the next game? Uh, well, it did happen. St. Louis lost against Toronto. Buffalo lost. Edmonton lost because they just lost to St. Louis after blasting Detroit. Eight. Uh, we'll get to see what the Rangers do on Sunday afternoon because that's right. their next game after scoring seven to Montreal yeah. last night. It's just a weird, you know, Dallas like it's, had nine. I don't know. They, they, yeah. yeah, it's just weird because again, it tied in with last night, right? Like with your mom, we, your mom's well, comment <laughs> as mom being representative of every fan ever. Like so yes. many people walk into the building last night and they're so excited because it's like, oh, that was so fun on Tuesday. I hope it can keep going. But the second part yeah. of that is. I'm worried that they've exhausted all their offense. Or and I, Tuesday, I they walk out and they're like, that was fun, but they should have saved some for next game. And think of like the like the craziest two-game stretch in franchise history that we witnessed earlier this year when they lost to Columbus and then put <laughs> up nine Toronto. the next game. Like, it was like, wow. So anyway, it's just what I guess, I mean, we, we'll have time at the end of the show, but real quick, like, what do you, before Shana joins us here at the bottom? Yeah. What do you expect tomorrow based on the line tweaks in practice and or, which is part of the reason why there were line tweaks in practice, Thompson, two points in 11, Skinner, one point in seven since returning from injury, yeah. middle stat, no goals in nine. What what What's the one thing that you're expecting will change or you'll see tomorrow against Minnesota? Well, first of all, Minnesota has won four after the all-star break, right? And oh. they've been tight games like two to one, three, two, two to one. Like that's the way they're playing right now. So that's a tough task. Number two, I know it's a team game. There's 20 skate, well, 18 skaters, two goalies, coaching, whatever. For me, it's about one line and one line only. What is Tage with Tuck and Skinner going to do? We, like Tage has, you said, a goal and an assist in his last 11. Skinner hasn't really fared well. 
Um, Tuck was doing good with Middlestat and Greenway, but now it's time to see what he can do with Tuck. And that's all that matters to me. And I, there's a lot more that we can talk about. But if there is a offensive, um, I don't want to call it outburst, but if there's just an offensive presence mm-hmm. from the Thompson line in Minnesota, I'll be happy. I'll be happy because it hasn't been there in now three weeks. Shane has been there or here every Friday for the last, I don't know, has it been two years or has it just been a year? I don't know. feels like it's she's been year, part of the show for quite a long yeah, time. Maybe like a year and a half, a year. Well, she's our favorite guest. Sorry, Darren. And she's next on Sabres Live. Stay with us. 